Hello and welcome to another WriterCast episode 19. This is the build edition. Uh, I'm MJ. I'm really into tokusatsu and I didn't want to watch Kamen Rider Zio this year so I decided to uh, sample all the Heisei era writers from Kuga to Zio and I'm on 19 of 20. So here we go. Kamen Rider build. The first thing I want to start off with is the meta information and uh, sorry I'm making coffee for myself right now too but the uh, show ran from September 3rd, 2017 to August 26th, 2018. The um, first and second episodes were written by Shogo Muto, who is new to Kamen Rider. Um, and they were directed by Ryuta Tasaki, who is not new to Kamen Rider. Uh, <laughs> and um, let's see, Shoto Mugo, uh, I pulled up his entry on the wiki, but he was the head writer for Build. I think he wrote each and everything, like every single episode, every single movie for Kamen Rider Build, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, besides that, uh, uh, sorry, done with Shoto. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the theme song was, or the opening opening song, the OP was Be The One. Um, it says uh, that the band is called Pandora, which again, I think this is one of those ad hoc bands, and the singer is Beverly. And let's see if there's, if they say who did the lyrics. Hmm. Yes, be the one. Nightlight, messenger, something. Okay, yeah. I, my internet has betrayed me and the, uh, the, everything's gone frozen. So, sung by Beverly. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, I think. Um, but moving on from that, the suit actors. Of note, we have Seiji Takawa for Kamen Rider Build. And I cannot mention anybody else right now because I just can't. There, there's nobody... Oh, actually, that's not true. Uh, there was Kamen Rider Night Rogue, and Night Rogue was portrayed by Watanabe Jun. Yes, and they don't have an entry on here for the Smash, because I'm sure various stuntmen played uh, Smash. Uh, or Smashes, not, you know, Super Smash Brothers. Anyway, um, I don't even own a Nintendo anymore, guys. So I just... I don't know where that came from. Uh, so... Yeah, now I want to go ahead and talk about the premise of the show. So Kiryu Sento is an amnesiac. He only has memories for about the last year when he was found by uh, Isarugi, um, who's the owner of the cafe who I'll talk about later. And he's a genius physicist. Uh, or I don't know if he's a genius or not, but he's definitely a physicist. He's very smart. And uh, he has been operating his comrade build kind of because he has nothing better to do, it seems. Um... And uh, I don't know what else to say about him. Um, he calls uh, Ryuga dumb, um, Banjo Ryuga dumb, and uh, he refers to him as, as an idiot and stuff, and he kind of gets frustrated, and he seems like he wants to abandon him, but because they share uh, something in common, he realizes that the same people who were experimenting on Ryuga were experimenting on him and the other Smash. Um, he feels a kinship with him, and... Uh, decides to put himself in danger and uh, make himself a fugitive of the government and um, he acts heroically and saves the guy. Now, it's because he commiserated with him, but I think that, you know, formed a connection. It, it bridged the gap between the two of them and he could have just uh, sent him off on his own, but then he actually incorporates him into his life and um, basically embarks on a quest to help free him and uh, clear his name and, and all that. So pretty good guy. 
So the premise of Kamen Rider Build is that 10 years ago, a Martian artifact um, brought by Japanese NASA or whatever their, their space group is called. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, it's not Otsu in this show like I expected it to be from Forza. Anyway, uh, they brought back an artifact and uh, somebody, while it was being presented at this big shindig, big to-do, uh, with a bunch of officials there, uh, went and touched it. And when the man uh, made contact with it, it did a couple things. A large amount of light emanated from the box, this Pandora box, as they call it. Not Pandora's box, but Pandora box. Um, and uh, out of it came structures and light dividing the country in three from the epicenter of where they were meeting. And now there are three political factions uh, splitting Japan. The uh, the sky walls, what they call it. It can be circumnavigated, um, but like it seems like well, anyway, I don't know that that happens yet, but it can be circumnavigated because it doesn't, like, go throughout the whole world. It's just around the, you know, island nation of Japan, uh, or it's, you know, in the middle of uh, the island nation of Japan. And um, there's this guy, Sento Kiryu, Kiryu Sento, who has been comrade build for about a year. He fights Smash and, and um, cures the people who are being experimented on by... A, clandestine organization who he is pretty sure uh messed with him too and uh he purifies the smash by defeating them and taking their essence or whatever into these bottles uh that he uses to power up uh build and that's kind of the premise um he meets a fugitive banjo riga who is being framed for a murder and they get together and decide to work together, and in doing so, Common Rider becomes, or Common Rider Build becomes a fugitive and an outlaw as well, and is being pursued by the government. Meanwhile, um, there's this, again, this evil organization headed up by a Batman <laughs> with a, a smokestack horn on his head, um, who's, like, helping to make the smash. So, that's pretty much it. Very kludgy, very messy, but there it is. It's kind of a lot to take in in these first two episodes. So Banjaruga, um, we don't get too much uh, an insight into his character. He's kind of short-tempered. He seems kind of like a meathead. Um, he's a fighter. He was in love with this woman who, I guess he he threw a fight for her, or he I don't know, there were some complications. In, uh, he was in trouble for that. Uh, he got uh, his license as a boxer suspended, uh, and then he ended up being framed for this murder. Um, He's good-hearted, he's brave, he, he tries to fight the Smash on his own, and I think he also fights off the uh, Guardians, which are these, like, androids that are uh, part of the uh, pacifist government of Toto, which is where they live, and uh, that's really all I have to say about him. There, there isn't a... He, he, well, I guess one other thing. He is clever. Um, he gets um, Misora to set down her phone, and um, he you know, calls somebody, dialing with his feet, and... Uh, he breaks out and uh, is able to... He's like a self-starter. He's motivated. He tries to take care of business on his own, even though he has some trouble uh, accomplishing things because he's kind of just way out of his depth dealing with all this, you know, monster stuff in a Kamen Rider show. So I thought this earlier, but I don't know if I said it, so I'll, if I'm saying it again, sorry for being redundant. But the show really gives the cast permission to be silly and to be funny. And Isarugi, the boss man here, uh, the owner-operator of uh, Cafe Naskita, I think is what it's called, Mm. I love coffee. Anyway, he um he gets to be silly, but he's also kind of serious. He's 
kind of, you know, um, you know, in, in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, they made, Ned made the joke about, can I be the guy in the chair? Or, you know, like in Flash and Arrow and stuff. Um, he's kind of the guy in the chair for, um, for Build, but, uh, or, you know, Sento, but I think Misora kind of fills that role too. And it's interesting, they have this infrastructure there at the coffee shop. They've got this hidden base, um, and they're... I don't know. It's really weird what he's going to be in the show. I'm suspecting there's something mysterious going on with him. Maybe he's part of like a secret branch of the government or a private actor or something with a bunch of money because he's operating this cafe, but there's, like I said, a secret base under it. They have to draw materials um, to, you know, power the machine that converts the essence of the smash into bottles for build and stuff. So, like, there seems to be a lot more going on here than we've learned um, in these first two episodes with him. Uh, but I like him overall. He, he does get to be very funny. Um, and I enjoy the charisma of the actor and it'll be interesting to see like if he's just a mentor character, or how he proceeds throughout the rest of the show based on what he's presented in these two episodes. Misora is, I, I think the word is acerbic. So she's like a little bit prickly, a little, um, unfriendly and I'm fine with that. We don't know why she, like, continues to be involved in the situation other than the fact that, like, she's got that bracelet or that ability that I kind of think it's we're meant to understand comes from her bracelet to purify the bottles and turn them into stuff for, for build. Um, but, like, she's kind of disaffected. Uh, the image that I have saved for her, it's her on her phone, and she's just, she's there because she has to be, sort of. And, uh, I don't know, I appreciate um, her prickliness and... Like, the fact that she doesn't want to be there, it seems, but she's involved in this, you know, crazy situation anyway. And I like what we've seen from her so far. She's a lot of fun, and uh, I don't know, I hope to see how that develops in the future. So the next character is going to be, I don't remember the other half of her name, but it's Sawa. She's a reporter. Um, she gets hit on by the nasty uh, prime minister guy at the beginning of the show. She's, like I said, she's a reporter. Um, she is saved by Sento in the beginning of the episode, and... Uh, she wants to find out what's going on. It seems like she's just like a hungry reporter, like literally. She's just looking for a big scoop so that she can make money and uh, support herself. But, um, you know, she's a person. So I'm sure she's not happy with, um, you know, any casualties being caused by the smash. And, um, yeah, I mean, other than she's a reporter and she's trying to get to the truth of things, uh, she is also, you know, self-interested um, she try to, tries to angle for money and stuff, which I think is cool. It feels pretty realistic, and uh, I don't know. I like her gumption and her attitude, and like um, Gentoku calls her uh, later uh, in the episode, right before she gets attacked, and she's like, "No, you're a pig. Leave me alone." And uh, that's cool, you know. She's got a, a tood. So Gentoku is the creep I was talking about earlier. Um, he seems very two-faced. He seems uh, quasi, if not outright, villainous at this point. And it was interesting, in the beginning of the episode, we saw that he got hit by the wave from the Pandora box, and he told Sento that everybody who was exposed to that has become very aggressive and, uh, like, they had all their aggression, like, hyper-focused. Um... And that's pretty interesting to me, and it makes me wonder what exactly is going on. Obviously, there's some secret stuff happening that he wouldn't want Sento knowing about, and he's also a creep with Sawa. But I wonder if that's that aggressiveness on display. Who knows? He has an aide, like a junior official, um, Utsumi, who helps him out. 
this guy Utsumi looks like Brain from Drive, and actually um, Kentoku Harumu Kentoku kind of reminds me of Heart in a way, and um, I think it's weird that uh, apparently Muto Shogo like absorbed all this common writer before he started writing the show, uh, and then like there's seeming pastiche or uh, like nods to previous uh, writer series in like some of the way the characters look and in some things that happen later on. Uh, and uh, I just think it's kind of weird. Like, the amnesia thing. You know who else had amnesia and was a common writer uh, and was living with a family? Um, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Agito. Common writer Agito. Was his name Sh- Shuichi? Anyway, so that's kind of weird to me, but I'll, uh, I won't digress. So, Ryuga's fiancé, I think? They were already engaged. Kasumi uh, Ogura. Um, she gets kidnapped by the... Smash people, um, <laughs> smash mouth, uh, and uh, experimented on and turned into a smash as well. And he, because she's sickly, she's got some sort of like, I don't know, disease or, or just like a major ailment. And um, Night Rogue knows that that's going to kill her because of how she's been like not properly fully processed. Reminds me of something from Guyver actually, which is pretty cool because I like Guyver. Anyway, uh, Sento ends up. Um, well, anyway, she's an interesting character. Uh, she like she seems to be like a really good lady, and it's too bad she dies. Uh, it's used to pretty good effect to make like some strong pathos for Ryuga, and you know it's a good thing. Except you know the lady had to die, and I don't know that's too bad. But I think the show handled it pretty well. Um, I'm not ready to jump all over it and say that it's you know evil of them to to have that happen because you know when people get hurt they die. Uh, so that's all I have to say about Kasumi. I already mentioned before that the uh, cast is allowed to have fun, and there are like a pretty decent amount of jokes made with them. Uh, I like how well everybody gels together. Um, the, like you know, the Isarugis are obviously a family, and uh, Sento feels like he's been adopted by them basically, and Ryuga feels <sighs> kind of like another family member that's been adopted in. And, you know, Sawa's this outsider who's interacting with them in an interesting way, like a, like a friend uh, to the family there, um, the Naskita family, um, or I guess it'd be the Isarugis, right? But uh, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy all the characters together. Um, there's a good dynamic. It's clear that... Like, the Nascutech people, like, there's stuff going on with them, but then, like, Sento has this other job at with the government uh, as a researcher trying to figure out stuff about the Pandora box. And, like, I see a relationship developing with him and Gintoku and Utsumi probably there, too. And I'll be interested to see how that happens and if the worlds collide. Obviously, they don't know that he's building. He's keeping it a secret from them, uh, especially because Build is on the run now. And um, I know it would just be interesting to explore those character dynamics as they... Uh, develop throughout the rest of the show, but I, I like the setup of what's going on. So I'm ready to talk about the design work in Combinator Build. Uh, the Pandora box, we obviously don't learn anything about it. Um, it had, like, crust, stone-type crust fall off of it when the astronaut got it up on Mars, which is something that we got to see. Um, it has, like, zigzaggy lines on it that feel vaguely Mayan or something, and... Uh, those lines repeat on the uh, sky wall, uh, the glimpses that we get to see of it. Um, it has, you know, carved architecture or whatever, and, and that's consistent. That's a good thing. Um, 
obviously, uh, well, the Smash have an interesting look to them. They're very weird, like geometric. Uh, one's very sharp and angled at first. It, it almost looks like a plane or something, but it's not. And I guess it turns into the hedgehog, so it, that explains why it looked like that. And Kasumi's Smash later uh, it turns into dragon, um, but she didn't look anything like a dragon, but she had like a fire gun type thing that she was doing. So um, the other one was angular and spiky. It turned into a hedgehog. She was fiery, turned into a dragon. So I don't know how that all works. Um, and, you know, but it's clear that all the smash stuff can be converted into things that'll work for build. Um, that'll go in the, uh, you know, build driver or whatever. Um, I like the fact that when he cranks the bottles in his belt, that it's like 3D, um, 3D printing or extruding of stuff. And like a mold is extruded and that's where his suit comes from. It's pretty interesting. Uh, his body's got this half and half thing, kind of like double. One of his feet has like a rabbit foot on it. The other foot has like tank and tank treads. Um, and his weapons are weird because like they get extruded out of his belt, but also they can be like put on his bike. I don't know if it gets absorbed back in or what, or it's probably just a dumb, you know, nerdy inconsistency um but he's got like a drill sword that he flips it around and then turns into a drill gun that shoots out of the hollow side of it and um it's pretty powerful or whatever but i don't really like the design of that it feels just very much like a toy and not something cool or or interesting really um kind of the same thing with his phone he's got this huge 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 clunky phone that he you know, use the power of the bottles or whatever, like a lion bottle, I think, to insert in there, and then it turns it into a motorcycle. I don't know how a lion turns a motorcycle into a, or a phone into a motorcycle, but the one neat thing about that is that the phone screen is then embedded into, like, the dashboard or whatever you would call it of the uh, motorcycle, which I think is pretty interesting. And then, like, all the bottles are themed, and they have uh, the animal or machine-type thing that's on them, uh, like, pop up in little... I don't know, AR displays in front of the thing. Uh, I like that into, like he's got diagonal slashes over his body and that uh, I just like the flow of it because, you know, they could have gone, gone with double and done it just down the middle, but they did this diagonal split instead and he's like half and half on either side of his body. And uh, I think it's a pretty fun look. Um, even he's got like the Kamen Rider o-ring or diamond jewel thing in his head um but it's slanted too so that's kind of fun and it's elongated that being said some of his stuff is really silly like he's got this gorilla diamond form which is a best match which it's kind of like doubles like mascot form so it's like the most powerful type of a form he can get or one of the most powerful um and like his gorilla hand is huge and it reminds me of an x8 at one point x8 gets a giant red fist like a robot fist thing which is pretty cool um, so yeah, I like the design, although it, it kind of reminds me of Forza and like how random some of the crap was, uh, that he got for power-ups and, you know, built to get a vacuum, you know, and Gorilla Diamond is a best match and I, I, I don't know what that means. Um, but you know, the abilities are, are neat and the suits all have a pretty simple, uh, it's almost like a palette swap type formula that they have for constructing them. Uh, I think Night Rogue looks amazing. Uh, I love the bats on them. Um, the like red and green tubes and stuff and the smokestack thing on his head that it all comes out of or the, 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 you know, the smoke comes out of or whatever is interesting and like smoke and the, the monsters release like a green gas when they're worked on or when they're destroyed um, and the people are put into like a green liquid when they're being experimented on and turned into smash so that's a cool consistency um, and like I said the smash just look weird so I don't really have too much to say uh, about their the design work there but, um, like, it's very effectively creepy. Oh, also, the human experimentation and the abduction and the mind-wiping or whatever, 
which possibly led to amnesia, uh, remind me of exactly the setup from Kamen Rider, uh, what, 72? Um, and I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, I dig that. Uh, there's some cool, um, well, I guess that's not really applicable. I guess I'm transitioning now into talking about my overall thoughts of the show. So let me take a minute and I will uh, get back to you. So my overall thoughts on Commander Build are that uh, it's a weird show, but I think that that's going to be a really good thing. I think setting it in its own world... Um, cause you know, 10 years ago in Kamen Rider, they hadn't gone to Mars. Uh, so I think this is definitely in like an alternate reality. And I think before the show came out, they said stuff like it would be in a, in its own world disconnected from, you know, the other writers, which, you know, Zio has undone that or not really. D- does he do space and time or just, sp- I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, my overall thoughts on it are, are positive. I think Sento's an interesting character. He seems genuinely good and I can grab onto that even though he has like a very, rude or brusque exterior at times uh there's an overarching mystery which i think will be pleasing uh like you know what's going on with the government uh what is the secret behind the sky wall will sento get his memories back if so how when what will that do will he you know is that how he's gonna get his final form or whatever i don't know but uh the the cast is overall charming and i find their interactions humorous uh i find the danger that they're facing interesting i like the whole secret evil organization thing again um and i like the corrupted government thing because um i think it's healthy in children's media to present to them a government that you cannot quite trust um because we uh should trust in people that we know people that we can see people we can interact with and have relationships with and not necessarily trust anonymous people far far away from us who uh you know have their own designs and intentions for their lives for our lives etc etc so um, I don't know. Uh, you know, with a focus on science, uh, will there be like a heavy focus on like observing things and reacting to them according to your observations and like kind of seeking the truth and being skeptical about things? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Um, it seems like science is just like a flavor. Uh, it's just a flavor or a veneer being thrown on top of stuff because some of the sciencey stuff is is a little silly. Although I did like the fact that um, Sento did figure out a clever way to defeat the uh, giant merged together, you know, CGI monstrosity of the uh, guardians that were all stacked together. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I don't really have much else to say. I I think that I'm trying to separate how I actually feel about Build from what these first two episodes made me made me feel. Um, it seems promising, but I'm not like 100% hooked or sold yet. Um, not like some other premieres of shows. Um, yeah, and I, I think I'm going to leave it at that because that's pretty much how I feel. Uh, I want to let you know, though, as another writer cast is coming to a close, I'll, it'll probably be one week from the release of this. So, uh, what, third week of, yeah, technically third week of July um, 2019, that another writer cast should be finished. I should have the Zio episode out. And I'm pretty much going to be done with that. If you want to hear me talk about more Tokusatsu, I've got the MJ Loves Toku uh, show, which is both on the Recipher uh, YouTube channel, and you can find an audio link to it on mjmunios.com. Um, and I, you know, review other things, and I have, uh, I'm going to be launching another channel soon all about Spider-Man and comic books, so I'll have that linked somewhere in the description as well uh, when it eventually gets released. And uh, also on mjmunios.com, you can look that up and find all my stuff there, um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, so until next time, be the one to do something. Anyway, I really like that song. I forgot to mention that earlier. I really like that Be The One song. Very cool. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. So MJMunoz.com is home for all my work, podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more, plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash MJMunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.